You tuned in to Relationship Factor, where we talk about all things relationships for millennials, moving you from a problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo. Hey, thanks again for downloading another episode of Relationship Factor. If we are not already connected, I hang out a lot on Instagram. Find me. Uh, the handle is Relationship Factor. Occasionally, they are dropping some relationship nuggets that will pick you up and carry you throughout the week and some helpful tips on how to build healthy relationships. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's a new year. You made it to 2021. Let's see what 2021 has in store. I've been trying to go over the terms and conditions for 2021, just in case I missed the fine print like I did in 2020. But anyway, I'm hopeful and looking forward to 2021, changing up some things on relationship factor. I know you always look forward to an episode to be coming out on Thursday. That's going to change in the new year. Every episode is not going to be coming out on Mondays. Make sure you check out your platforms where you download your podcast it will be coming out on mondays episode for today is six things to normalize in your relationships i mean it's a new year what better time to actually start working on some things or new year resolutions or whatever you want to call it i just want to have a conversation with you about six things to normalize in your relationship join me let's get to it Everybody knows 2020 was a little bit difficult, maybe not even a little difficult. It was a difficult year for most and many of us. And this wasn't just in one localized area. It was a global phenomenon. And now we're in the new year, 2021. We're reminiscing on 2020, all the things that happened and how your lives have been changed. And if you throw in the pandemic to that, it just was a difficult year. Mental health issues and relationships were broken. You had some time to figure yourself out and to find yourself, lose yourself and find yourself again. And here we are. You made it to 2021. So just to kick it off in building our relationships in a healthy way for the year, for the new year, here are six things to normalize in your relationships. Six things just to boost up and to spice up and to transform your relationships. And everybody knows that human beings are wired to want intimate relationship. Everybody wants to love and to be loved. That's just how our brains are wired. In fact, nobody exists outside of a relationship. It may be an intimate relationship or it may be a family relationship or maybe a friendship relationship or maybe one of those things I would call a proximity relationship. Nonetheless, it is a relationship. Relationships actually shape your identity. Hey, so since relationships shape your identity, well, why not set them up to succeed? So whether you're in, your, you're in an established long-term relationship or in the first wonderful months of new love, Doing some routine relationship maintenance is is a good idea. So while every relationship is unique, there are a few tried and tested practices that can often help in giving just about any relationship a boost. Hey, after all, I said it, I'm going to say it again. After all, relationships shape your identity. 
So here are six things to normalize in your relationship in the new year. Number one, normalize meaningful tiny habits. We've all heard the adage saying, go big or go home. If you want to take them on a date, go all out. If you want to buy them a gift, go all out. If you want to propose, go all out. If you go all out, all out. And the reality is if you want to go all out, it happens far and few in between. It may happen that in a year you may have two or three incidents where you actually go big or go home. But maybe let's switch that mindset a little bit and try meaningful tiny habits. It could be that on Mondays you just buy them a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, whatever you drink. It may be on Thursdays you send them a rose, not even a bouquet, but just a rose, just tiny habits. It may be that on Sundays at 2 p.m. it's your time to link up and video chat for those that are on, on long-distance relationship. It could be that you want to start new habits. And sometimes because the pandemic happened and you're just trying to struggle to figure out your finances, you don't have the money to actually go big or go home. So try some small habits. Find out what she likes. Find out what he likes. Buy him or her a donut. Uh, go for a walk and see nature. Do some tiny legal habits. And believe it or not, those tiny little habits actually build up momentum. And they actually make the relationship function and oil it to be a little bit better. And sometimes if you are always waiting to have that go big or go home mentality, you may not end up doing, you may end up not doing anything. So, but tiny habits, on the other hand, it's things that you can do consistently. You know your person, they know you. So those little things that you do, they actually create that habit of expressing and showing love. Consistency can be a love language. So if you get used to doing those tiny habits, it may turn out that those tiny habits evolve into something bigger over time. And that ends up being you. So normalize meaningful tiny habits. I know, I know you want to go big and go home, but try something different for the new year. Normalize tiny little small habits. Number two, normalize speaking your partner's love language. I mean, there's, there's the five love languages that are out there. Gary Chapman came up with them. And maybe if you don't know your love language, you might want to go and figure out what your love language is and learn your partner's love language. So you want to normalize speaking your partner's love language. I know you want to go and buy that, that gift you thought would be meaningful. Maybe their love language is an act of service. You might want to switch up things and do acts of service. Maybe their love language is touch. I know you still want to go ahead and buy that gift because you feel like, hey, you know what? I got to show up and go big or go home. Hey, maybe the tiny habit. Speak your partner's love language. Make the effort to understand your partner's love language. Speaking your partner's love language can actually be a relationship goal to strengthen your bond. When you understand not only what your partner is saying, but how they're saying it, it sets your relationship to the next level. You know the saying when somebody says, you know what? She gets me or he gets me. Yeah, that, that saying, it means that the person is speaking their love language. They understand who 
they really are. So normalize speaking your partner's love language. In order for you to normalize that, you got to learn it. In order for you to learn it, it means you got to put in the work. Number three, normalize arguing effectively. Yep, conflict will come. It's not a matter of if it comes, it definitely will come. It's inevitable. And since we all know conflict is going to come and we're going to have those arguments often, however many they may happen, why not prepare for them? And in preparing for them, you might want to be clear that the problem is rarely the person. More often, we are arguing with the person about the person as opposed to actually identifying the problem. The problem is the problem. And once you identify it, you can then now begin to argue effectively because when you identify the problem, now you can work towards building and identifying solutions for the relationship to work. I mean, I'm talking about a couple that's looking to stay together. I mean, it's a different story if you're dating somebody and you're looking to separate. It's a different story if you're married and you're in an argument. It means that maybe you need to try something differently. It's not working. So you want to normalize arguing effectively. Don't attack. Don't, don't diss the other person. Arguing is a normal and healthy part of any relationship anyway. So the key is to argue effectively. The key to arguing effectively is to have compassion. Understand what the problem is, identify the problem, and you attack the problem and you have compassion on the other person. It's okay sometimes to take time to calm down and get back to it. And more often, the important conversation is rarely ever the conversation that happens during the conflict or the argument. It's the conversation after the conflict when the tempers have subsided and you're not upset anymore, you're not thinking emotionally, you're clear. And more often, you can now even identify what the problem is and therefore deal with the problem, not necessarily dealing with the person. You know how it is. Some people swear, I'm going to deal with that person. No, you don't have to deal with the person. Deal with the problem. Normalize arguing effectively. Number four. Normalize making your relationship a priority. More often, relationships suffer because we are too busy doing everything and anything and all else and neglect to put time into our relationship. With our increasingly busy lives, and most of now we're always busy on social media, scrolling through that feed, it can be easy to put the needs of our relationship on the back burner. Time and attention are essential part of any healthy relationship. So you want to make sure you put some time into that relationship. You want to make sure that you pay attention to the relationship. Normalize making your relationship a priority. I mean, the reason why you want that relationship is because you care. It's because you love. So why not put in some time to make sure that relationship grows healthily in a healthy way? Set boundaries around your relationship. I mean, if you have to schedule time to date or time to make a phone call, do it. If you want to have to schedule time to put in or to do that tiny habit, do it. I mean, after some time of doing it, your brain will catch on, hey, this is how we roll. This is what we do. This is a priority in our relationship. So you want one, you might want to do that. Set those boundaries in the relationship. You want to check in with each other. More often, we 
meet somebody, we date them, or we even get married, and we continue to date the person whom we met five years ago, three years ago, and we lose sight of the fact that that person has changed. So you want to just clarify if you're still meeting each other's needs. Find out where are you now? Uh, what's going on in your life? How can I meet your needs? Am I still meeting your needs? So you got to normalize making your relationship a priority if you want it to work. Show appreciation with for each other with those little tiny things. I'm sure you're catching on now. Tiny things seems like a thread that continues to flow in everything. So you want to be able to normalize making your relationship a priority. Number five, you want to normalize growing together. You see, as we move through life, we are bound to change. Relationship goals shift. We, we move to different cities. We learn new things and drift begins to happen. It's not that you don't love them anymore. It's not that they're not into you anymore. It just simply means that you're growing. It could be that maybe where they used to meet your need, you've moved to a different spot. They no longer meet your need. So as a couple, you want to normalize growing together. You want to look back or look ahead and pull each other's hand and say, hey, what are your goals? Uh, what's going on in your life? And What's happening? How can I support you? Literally, you got to be your, your, your partner's number one cheerleader. You, you got to be there for your partner. Make time for weekly check-ins or monthly check-ins or end-of-week check-ins. and Talk about how each of you are feeling. Um, the pandemic is a lot of relationships in a mess. People are busy. We're locked in homes in the same place. And it's difficult and we neglect to check in on each other, assuming that, hey, you know what, we're in the same house, what could have changed? But you want to make that time to check in so you can grow together. Couple goals are real. Have those intimacy goals, financial goals, academic goals, fitness goals. Hey, make up your own goals and just grow together as a couple. It, it goes a long way in making sure no one is left behind. Now, it doesn't mean that you should have the same goals or agree on all the goals, but as long as there is some form of growth. And while you add it, no judging on the other person's growth. Some people grow at a pace of 50 kilometers an hour, or some people grow at a pace of 100 miles per hour. So you want to be patient with each other, support each other, understand that the person is growing. Hey, communicate. This is where I was. This is where I am. So the other person knows. I mean, you don't want the other person to be a mind reader trying to figure out, are you growing? What do you want? And what do you aspire in life? Talk about your goals, share the goals. And, and sometimes you may have goals that align and you may both pursue them. And that's a good thing. So there is individual goals and there is couple goals, but bottom line is you have to grow together, support each other, whether you like it or not. The person that can be your number one cheerleader is your partner. That's, that's an investment that you can't just pass by. Talk about it. Normalize growing together as couples. It keeps you looking forward to what's next in the relationship. You know, when you move on to that next thing, you're like, oh, you know, this is good. Let's, let's, let's go for the next one. As opposed to saying, yeah, I know him or I know her. I mean, there has to be a little bit of some mystery because you're growing. Something's changed. You're looking forward to new Thing. So normalize growing together as a couple. Normalize growing in general 
as individuals because if you're not growing as individual it means that you are not you don't have stuff to pour into the relationship that can grow into the relationship so you gotta normalize growing as an individual and growing together number six normalize making time for yourself 2020 has been particularly a rough year I mean, talking about mental health, burnout, stress has been heightened just by the lockdown. And just staying glued on TVs has left people in a state that has messed up their mental health. And for those that were already struggling with mental health, it just made things a little bit difficult, and a little bit worse. So you want to normalize making time for yourself. It could be just spending time, some quiet time. You know, sometimes we give kids and we tell them, hey, it's quiet time. I think we've gotten to a point whereby in after 2020 and going into 2021, adults need some quiet time too, where you just sit down, just pause, shut down the noise from your phone, social media, TV, just rest your brain for about 15 minutes. It'll do you wonders. In fact, there's signs backing that that time actually helps your brain to recharge to build up and to strengthen the neurons that we're actually firing. While we, 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 while we all went to spend much time with our partners as much as we can, it's also important to make time for yourself. When you make time for your hobbies and you make time for your friends and you actually make time for the things that you love, it actually helps you to be a better person, to be able to contribute a little bit more in the relationship. One, one, one philosopher said, let there be spaces in your togetherness and let the winds of heaven dance between you. I like that phrase. It just simply means that, hey, you know what? I do have time for us and I do have time for me because I, I want to grow just like you want to grow. I want to recharge so that after I recharge, I have much more to be able to pour into the relationship. And it's as hard as it is right now because people recharge by being in relationship introvert or extrovert you name it they everybody recharges by being in the context of other people because you learn from other people you receive compassion from other people you give compassion you you give love and receive love to other people so it helps with uh recharging you but once in a while you want to make time for yourself normalize and because you are a couple and you when you hear your partner telling you hey you know what I just need time for myself. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they don't want to spend some time with you. Just give them that space. They just want to learn. They just want to pour into themselves and be able to recharge. Doing this will actually help the relationship. You want to separate the us time and the me time because it allows you to be able to be a better person in the relationship. So normalize making time for your relationship it's a new year i know we're setting relation we're setting up new year's resolutions so here are a few things that you might want to implement going into the new year normalize meaningful tiny habits normalize speaking your partner's love language normalize arguing effectively normalize making your relationship a priority normalize growing together and lastly normalize making time for yourself it will help you and serve you well another episode of relationship factor as always if you have not gone to relationshipfactor.org you make sure you want to go there 
go ahead and check it out and there's some free resources that you can get there that could enhance and strengthen your relationship hey and while you're at it and you listen to the podcast why don't you go ahead and share it with your friends and family and whoever's around and i mean i wouldn't mind we wouldn't mind if you were dropping a five-star rating just to show appreciation relationship factor 